Kia ora, you're listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. I'm your host today, Compass. I use they, them pronouns. Hey, I'm Shay. I don't care what pronouns you use, but we'll just go with he, him for now. And hey, I'm Ben, and I use he, him pronouns as well. So many he, him pronouns today. It's a record it. for the show, really. Yeah, it's a record, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, we have too many they, them pronouns <laughs> that are just thrown around everywhere. Um... No, it's really nice to have y'all here because we're going to be talking. So our last show was like a school survival guide where uh, Bron Ray and I, we talked about um, QSAs. We talked about like, you know, how to study good, you know, because we're definitely the most qualified people to talk about that, especially me. Um, But this week, today, we're going to be talking about like uni um, and polytech, but both of you go to a uni. I am starting at a polytech this year, but I haven't started it, so I don't really have any input on that yet. Um, so it's going to be mostly you two just blabbing away and me just going, wow, you, y'all you are just doing such a great job. I'm really proud of you. So I'm here as a voice of support. <laughs> yeah, for both of you. You really but- have brought on someone who just spent no more time at uni than I needed to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could teach us how to, like... How to leave the yeah. best routes out of uni. Yeah, the best <laughs> routes out of uni. We'll have a map of on the Inside Out's um, Instagram. Um, you know, this is where all the emergency exits are. These this are is... the fire escapes that don't have alarms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, so, both of you, which unis do you go to and what do you study? Tell us everything. <laughs> um, I'm doing a Bachelor of Design well, Design Innovation at Victoria, which is not the main campus, but the one that is just off Cooper Street on Vivian. Uh, I'm doing, well, I was doing a law degree. I yeeted that bad boy. Uh, And now I'm doing an international relations degree. Some very different degrees. Very, (laughs) very polar opposite. Um, But both of you are studying at Vic. Um, So I just want to, like, preface this with saying that Um, all universities are different in some ways of like they have different staff and they have different school cultures and that sort of thing Um, so it is going to be very Vic focused here but hopefully you can sort of take these these things and these ideas and apply them to your universities or your polytechs wherever you're going yeah Um, I love a good disclaimer (laughs) love it Um, yeah so Shall we start with you, Shay? Because you're a part of UniQ at Vic. So explain to us what UniQ is and what you do with it. So UniQ is a student-led, quote-unquote, club, as you can sign up to a whole bunch of clubs during Clubs Week. And basically, we are the university LGBTQIA plus group where we work together with the inclusions advisor in order to make university a generally more inclusive, safe, chill environment for people yeah. of any queer identity whatsoever. Um, so what sort of stuff do you do with that? Do you like plan events or do you just hang out or do you, what sort of stuff do you do? Um, so, so we're changing up a few of the things this year, but typically what we do is we have um, regular hangouts every week where people can just chill, relax, uh, vent about anything, ask for advice. Um, we always have the option to join in on, I guess, sort of campaigns or what are those things where you, like, speak to a group of people to try to educate them about something? 
A speech? Things like speeches, yeah. um, but on different topics. And we always have events for Pride Week and and basically any Rainbow Celebration Day. We have something on. Awesome. And you mentioned the Rainbow um, Inclusion Advisor, who is Georgia Andrews, who we love so much. Georgia, 10 out of 10 person, honestly. Um, but she's there to like help rainbow people out if you um, you have an issue at uni, you have an issue with like, you know, you don't have a bathroom to go to, which you do, there are gender neutral bathrooms at Vic, or you're having any sort of rainbow related issue, which is really cool. And it's really awesome that Vic has that because I feel like a lot of places don't have something specifically for rainbow people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit more about what sort of stuff UniQ has been involved in and what UniQ is going to be involved in this year? Um, so one of the things that we're planning to hopefully do this year is more of a, um, I guess, like, ball environment, because we had to cut that last year, unfortunately. Um, in my first year, there was a UniQ ball, where basically it was a queer ball where you could wear whatever you want, eat a whole bunch of food, do whatever you want, and yeah, it was a good, it was a good time. Um, Tickets were only like 30 bucks that year, so it was cheaper than the average ball. We got unlimited food, and we got a whole bunch of queer fun without judgment, which was really cool. Um, there used to be movie nights. I think they kind of want to scratch out if people aren't going to really come along to all of those. Mm -hmm. But m majority of what we do without any planning is regular hangouts so we can discuss any issues we're having and bring issues that maybe students are having to appropriate, I don't know, advisors or lecturers. And if things are really getting out of hand or people need advice or need to know how to get into the specific health system, mm -hmm. then they basically can come to us and we'll guide them along the way and give them support and everything. Good stuff, sexy stuff, good stuff. Yeah, and actually you brought up balls and I just real uh, I remembered that um, we have, because we're about to go into um, Pride Month or, yeah, a couple of Pride Weeks and we're having a youth ball which happens every year, which is a ball for rainbow people um, aged, I think it's like 15 to 18. Um, so if you want to sign up for that, you can find tickets um, through Event Finder, through um, um, Inside Out's, um, social media and it's going to be really cool and it's so much fun and it's a, just a good time a good gay time and you just get to dress up and one year we all just stood in a circle and danced and it was really cute not gonna lie um I had a great time um yeah but that's coming up and I mean pride month is coming up real quick and I'm real I'm real excited it's gonna be so good yeah um, and right before the youth ball, we're also having a gender affirming makeup session. So you can come and hang out with some lovely rainbow peeps and get your makeup done. And it was just going to be so cute and so nice. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and I guess a lot of uni students for Pride Month will not be going to the, the things aimed at younger people. But for, there's going to be a lot of stuff on for, for adults and older people as well, which is going to be really cool. Yeah. And I'm really hyped for it. It's going to be super cool. Um, so we've learned like 
Unicue sounds really cool, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, with Stan. Um, You're allowed to come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But I'll just show up every week and I'll just be like, I'm not a student <laughs> here, but, you know, I'm queer. I'm going to come along. We have an honorary leader called Luca, who is our executive leader's um, kid. And basically, Luca isn't a student there, but is the boss. That's so fair. That's how I want to live my life. And we stand, Luca. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. I don't know Luca, but um, yeah. I'll take your word. What a lovely kid. Um, yeah, so we also kind of wanted to touch a little bit on going from school to uni because that's a big – it can be a really big jump of going, like, you have a lot of structure, you you have a really big routine to go into, having a lot of independence um, – which can be a really big change. So do you all want to give us like your your top tips and tricks for how to survive the uni, basically? Yeah. Go, uh, go, go. I've been gestured at and I'm really wishing that I was sent the text message five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> my tips and tricks, honestly, I've just eased my way into it. Um, uni life and um, uni um, LGBT life as well. Um a lot of people will be looking to jump straight in and being uh, extremely out in the sense when you see people at pride parades. And a lot of people will just want to continue on uh, in the way they have been since college. And they're both completely valid. And I think what university allows you to do with that shift is it gives you a lot more freedom to pursue either one of the options. Mm. Yeah. Like, it can be it can be a lot of, like, a big weight lifted off of not having to see your classmates or your um, teachers that maybe maybe knew you as one name and being able to switch that up and try out a different name or present differently and also just being out in general um, without having to explain yourself uh, like in the same way. Did you find that as well, Shay? Oh. Um, I genuinely found... Oh, wow. English, I can England. <laughs> I generally found that the lecturers and tutors were really encouraging of whatever I did. So while I began doing my transition and figuring myself out a lot more, a lot of them would come up to me and directly ask me what pronouns I was using, what I wanted my name to be, and would regularly check up with me as I was going through that process. So regardless of what they met me as, they were always very upfront about making sure that they were using the right pronouns and respectful in every way, and that was really cool. Some good stuff. I love that. I love that for you. That's so good. Um, yeah, and I guess as well, maybe talking about more of the study side of things and having a routine, because I guess that can be a really big shift as well, of having sudden independence around, you know, your study times, you know? Like, obviously, you have your tutorials or your lectures and stuff, but the way you study is a lot more free than at school, I'm assuming. So do you have any, like, things set in stone? Like, you have a routine, you have this, and how did you create that for yourself? I don't know about you guys, but I'm an idiot. <laughs> and no, even in high school, I was doing, like, 14-hour days regularly. Mm. So going into uni, it wasn't very different. I would get there at like 7.30 to try and beat traffic or rush hour. And then I would do a bit of chill out time before lecture, 
followed by lecture, followed by like half hour break while trying to do work, followed by something else, followed by a lot of failing attempts at making whatever thing we had to do, which usually went until like 10 p.m. earliest. So routine for me was work, work, hopefully try to eat, work, 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 work. Yeah. Y'all should definitely eat. Make yourself lunch breaks. You cannot study without eating. Um, yeah, I guess it's a sort of like a, a way of doing things of like going to lectures and then making sure like you've taken everything in by taking notes afterwards and working afterwards and making sure that you've solidified things in your brain. Yeah. And how about you? Uh, I've sort of made a routine out of being quite undisciplined. Uh, and that's in the sense that I'll go into a day knowing what I have to do, but I give myself the complete freedom to do it when I want. And I think that, uh, especially at uni, where you're not in such a rigid uh, class structure, um, it does let you do that. For instance, sometimes I go to lectures, and I go purposely not to listen to the lectures. I just go in to work on some other assignment but at least having a lecture there as a sort of background noise. Mm. And I can look up every now and then if I feel like it. Um, yeah. And I guess as well, having people around you is like a sense of accountability as well. Mm. And then also you're in a space where you're meant to study, so your brain just goes into study mode while you're there. Exactly. That sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, listen. Mm. Something else um, with that. In terms of like mental health and stuff, if you can't go to a lecture as well, it's okay because Vic have this thing called Blackboard where they um, record the lectures and put them up later on. So if you ever have a clash or ever find yourself like unwell and you need somebody else to take little specific notes for you, the lecture will still be there. You can still study everything without too much extra stress. Yeah. Oh, that's a good system as well. Yeah. Of like, I think it's really important to remember that your mental health comes first. And I, I guess as well, when you're in like um, this place where you're like, oh, I should get good grades. And also the routine isn't as set. So maybe it takes like a little a little while to get used to things. And that can be like, like routines are really important, especially when you're, you know, maybe not doing so well of just being able to be like, oh, okay, I have to be here and, you know, knowing where you have to be and where you have to go. Um, And I guess it's nice as well to have like a bit of a safety net of saying, if I don't Mm. go to this, that's okay because I'm not going to fail this entire thing because I didn't go to this one lecture, which is really nice. Yeah. It is uh, just on that blackboard note. Um, because there's so many more people, at least in the classes I took, some classes may only have class sizes 30, 40, uh, somewhat comparable to college. Uh, but because the class sizes are significantly larger, there's always going to be even a random person you can ask for notes and they'll probably say yes because they're in the exact same situation that you are. (laughs) Yeah. Very true. Very good. Um, Yeah, and have you found that there's, like, a, a significant difference in, like uni culture versus like a school culture or just a uni culture in general of maybe being more inclusive or that sort of thing Mm. oh how's it what's this like the student culture like at Vic Mm. um I mean as somebody who goes between the campuses I noticed that each campus has its own vibe so the Archean Design campus is constantly stressed, but usually a lot quieter and uh, 
I guess, just imagine stress walking everywhere (laughs) versus Kelvin, which is a lot more of a friendly, chatty, clubby environment versus Pipitia, which is like competitive. I will be top grade. I don't think anyone's ever smiled at me in the law school. Just walking in the hallways. <laughs> yeah. Classic law, honestly. <laughs> yeah. How do you find it going into a law degree? Because law is like, it's tough, isn't it? So how did you find going into a law degree? Um, personally, at college, my favourite uh, subject was English. And I think that um, definitely made law a lot easier because I was already in that headset uh, where I enjoyed reading. I like, I was decent at reading. Um, I went to you primary could school. Read. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah law is just like when you can't do math. That's um, that's just what you want to do. Like you still have an ego, that's but you're the, not quite good enough at math. The to, like... Yeah, law for people that can't do math. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> can't wait to see them rebrand their school again <laughs> to, to include that motto. Oh, we've yeah. already spent five hundred million dollars on a name change. Oh, oh, five hundred mil. Go. Sorry, half a mil. Oh my Still gosh. bad. Yeah, five. I was about to say five hundred mil. Like what? Um, yeah. Um, so we also we were talking about what we wanted to talk about um, for this show because I guess like none of us are. I'm basically in the dark of this. Of like, I have no clue what's happening right now. Um, so I'm trusting you all a lot. Um, but being like two years in and one year in, um, I guess what we really wanted to talk about was like this concept of imposter syndrome, which I guess would go ham in university where it's sort of like you're surrounded with people that are passionate about the same thing as you, but also like they seem to have their life together, that sort of thing, because nobody really knows what's going on with everyone around them. And that can be like a massive, like psychological burden. So do you want to like explain what, imposter syndrome is and then how maybe uni can like amplify that yeah sure uh so i can't say i'm speaking straight out of a mental health thesaurus right now uh but the essence of it is you do personally identify as one thing as part of one group but you feel like there are people with a high level of understanding and knowledge about that group and the topics involved in that group and the experience of the group and you feel that you can't necessarily um, ever possibly fully identify with them just because you feel like you haven't had the same experiences. Okay. That's a really... Because I've always heard of imposter syndrome of being, like, um, not necessarily about group, but being a very individual thing. But I think that's really interesting of um, feeling imposter syndrome within, like, a collective group rather than just around, like, um, a work environment or work ethic, that sort of thing, which I think is really interesting. And it's a very interesting way of looking at it as well. And I think that also gives a lot of insight into how a lot of people feel as well. Yeah. Yeah. I went into my first year of uni stating very clearly, I'm not a designer. I am a performer. And now that I'm going into my third year, I can happily say, yes, I am a designer now, purely because even there are so many different areas within design and I'm pretty sure that will go with nearly any subject area there are so many different areas you can focus on they still fall into that you are still whatever it is a law student or a I don't know 
whatever the arts for the typical arts majors are, yeah. you are still one of those students and you still do that thing, even if you do have a focus or a passion for another area. Um, so if anybody's feeling imposter syndrome about not being this one thing, don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. I, th- I think that's another thing that uni kind of makes you think about, of, like, you get to choose, like, um, electives, but you do try and focus, like, you have your, your major and you try and focus on that, of being, like, I'm going to be the best at this one thing, when really most people are good at several things, and maybe, like, it's that jack-of-all-trades kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I think that's quite relevant when you brought up uh, different aspects of design. Um because you'll find that at university the topics are so much more fleshed out, which sounds really dumb to say, but they're way more fleshed out than at college. And so you'll find that there are areas that you are better at specifically that perhaps you didn't consider before and you thought you looked up to a lot of people because they did a very specific thing, but now there are people who look up to you because you can do something different to them. And I think you have to remember um, the sort of uniqueness of every subject area that you're going into. Mm-hmm. Have you ever found that of like, obviously you've changed um, what you're studying entirely, but have you found that um, it's like you go in thinking one thing and then you've realised like, oh, actually I'm good at this certain area or I'm good at this certain thing and then focus on that? And do you you all have experiences with that? Yeah, uh, when I switched uh, from law, because I was doing law concurrently with uh, international relations, and I found that the parts of law that I enjoyed the most were the parts that were about international relations. So why keep doing an entire degree that like has a fraction of it about what I enjoy when I can switch it, convert it, and make uh, a degree out of it on its own? Mm. I can kind of relate to that as well. Um, I, the whole reason I decided to go into design was because I thought Weta Studios was cool and I might be able to help out with some of those like effects and movies and stuff. Um, but when I got into it all, I found out, wait, I like making things. I like drawing too, and coding, and photography, all these things. So I literally kept on switching up what my major within design was to a point where now I'm kind of like literally split in between a bunch of them. And I'm having to focus on this final year, um, like, finishing uni in a specific major, but catering it to multiple different areas. So I guess it's really interesting where, well, you decided to, instead of go with just, like, a small bit or an entire degree in that bit, my entire university life is like, I'm split, ah, let's Mm -hmm. do all of it. Yeah. (laughs) I guess that's a that's a lot of pressure as well to like obviously uni costs a lot of money mm. which is yeah <laughs> why let's not do that um but it is like a lot of pressure and I feel like it's a lot of pressure from people outside of uni as well of being like oh I mean I get the question all the time of like oh are you going to uni oh what are you studying oh everybody assumes I go to Vic and I feel like that's a you can name drop me because I ask you that every 20 yeah, minutes you sure do uh, you sure do <laughs> yeah you're like oh what are you studying where are you going yeah no but like um there is a lot of pressure around like um being academic and that sort of thing and mm. also knowing what you want when you're still quite young of like you need to know what you want by the time you're like 18 when you're going into it which I feel like 
nobody really knows what they want until you've tried stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is, I, I feel like that's a really nice thing about uni is being able to switch things up. Like it would be kind of terrifying going into something and being like, oh, okay, so I have to do this and I can't change it at all, mm-hmm. which is, you know, very intimidating, but it's really nice knowing that you can switch things up. Yeah. And also, we're specifically talking about undergrad here, but there is also honours and masters beyond undergrad where you can take an entirely different area. So if you wanted to actually focus on something different but just need your foundations in one area, you can still do that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I guess like university goes on forever. <laughs> like you could never leave if you wanted to. Theoretically, you could stay there forever, never leave. You just have to take out a few loans. Yeah, a couple of loans. A a few big loans. Yeah. Yeah. Basically a mortgage for your education. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you're renting out your brain. Yeah, renting Um. out your brain. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Thank you. I'm I'm going to copyright copyright it. Yeah. Uh, Was there anything else that you wanted to, like, add on imposter syndrome? Um, yeah, I sort of, um, I think it's really interesting that academic aspect that we've gone into alongside, uh, maybe more economic and individual level, but, um, I thought of it as a sort of cultural thing, because when you come in, especially for LGBTQ uh, students, um, sometimes you won't be as, uh, maybe well-read or understanding as you think you are when you go into university, and I think that's fine as long as you're willing to, um, keep developing on that. I think it's quite easy to um, maybe if you're considered a very progressive and socially accepting person uh, at your college, 50-50, that's not going to be true for university. Um, And I think it can be very easy to fall into a trap of being resentful of uh, people who know a bit more than you. Um, But as long as you're always working to know more, then you're never that much in the wrong. Yeah. It's like... There are so many resources out there. There's so much education out there that it's not as if you're, you know, stuck in a rut. Like, you can always learn. You can always change habits and Mm. that sort of thing. I think as well, like, I don't think you'll ever meet somebody who's like, no, I don't want to talk to you about this or help, like, educate you on this um, if you do it in, like, a respectful way. Um, And as well, UniQ is there. So especially around, like, rainbow stuff, you can go to UniQ and like talk to people and you know work things out and that sort of thing which is really really awesome and it's a really awesome resource to have as well as having the the rainbow inclusion advisor as well um of like there are so many resources specifically at Vic that are awesome yeah yeah it's great I can't I hate to flex on the other universities but I can't (laughs) think of uh anywhere quite as good as Vic uh, specifically Mm. I know Massey also have gender-neutral bathrooms, mm. yeah, but yeah. they don't have their own clinic catered to LGBT people, and I'm pretty sure they don't have an advisory officer either. Mm. Yeah. So, Yeah, and I reckon... So we're just about out of time on air, so we're going to continue on, on, you know, with our conversations in podcast form, so you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, and on our website as well, um, which is insideout.org.nz. Um so we're going to continue this conversation about like, um, you know, clinics at um, uni and inclusion and all of that sort of stuff. So if you want to continue listening to that, 
head over to wherever else. Um, you've been listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. Hello. Welcome back to the loyal ones. Um, how are y'all doing? Okay, so um, we just, we were sort of going into talking about, um, like, uh, talking about the clinic at Vic and um, Shay, you started transitioning while at uni, right? Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about the, the clinic and what your experience was like transitioning while at uni? Yeah. Um, in 2018... 2018? The memory on this one. <laughs> yes, 2018. <laughs> um, I, real, I actually um, began learning that about hormone therapy treatment and the fact that that was possible. So we have uh, student health at VIC and we have nurses, doctors... Um, therapists, a whole bunch of random people who, I don't know, have specialisations. But I brought it up to my doctor that I wanted to know about um, hormone therapy treatment. And they had just um, opened up a clinic through Vic where um, there was a specialist, we're going to call her, well, them, a counsellor who would in a sense interview you over a few sessions to write a proposal that will be sent to an official doctor who can officially prescribe um, whatever trauma treatment you wanted and literally after I first mentioned it to her I started seeing a second counsellor for this um, hormone therapy thing and that went for maybe five or six sessions before it got sent off to the official doctor and almost got signed off straight away. So it was only like five, six months I had to wait, which is significantly shorter than the average person in um, regular healthcare. And yeah. And how did you find it, like, socially transitioning at uni? Was that sort of something that you found easy or is that something that you found quite tough? Or what was your experience like, Shay? <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> um, I mean, you knew me pre-transition and everything. Did I? You did. Oh, yes, did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. I basically present the exact same as I did then. I haven't really changed anything except I started hormone therapy and my voice dropped and small things started changing. So socially, nothing really changed except people realised the next time they see me, holy crap, your voice dropped. Yeah. What's with your voice? <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if that's going to be the same with other people because yeah. everybody transitions differently and it's not one size fits all. But for me personally, going through uni while transitioning has been fine because I never changed the way I expressed myself. It was literally just my appearance and, I guess, voice that changed a bit. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that's, a, like, a really important thing to touch on of, like, everybody's going to transition in a different way and I think as well it's going to be completely different for, like, non-binary people transitioning um, because, like, sadly a lot of people aren't on board with, like, gender-neutral pronouns and that sort of thing, which is, like, 
there are little differences and unique things about everybody's transition. And I, I really like what you've sort of said of like, you didn't really change anything. It was just your body started changing. Mm. And like, you didn't do like a big coming out of like, Shay, 2018, <laughs> look at me, like that sort of thing. Um, which I think a lot of people might feel pressure to do, of like mm. come out and do a big long speech, which like, UniQ can organize that for you. They do speeches. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, that sort of thing of you have that freedom at uni uh, to not have to do a big coming out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess more so while I was going through the, I guess, interview or analysis process, um, they always want to know why you want to transition and everything like that. So, if you don't want to come out or if you're afraid of all that stuff, they will help give you resources or people you can reach out to or support groups that can help you with your social transition as well as your mental, emotional, physical transition. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like, transitioning I'm sorry I replied to a text while you were saying that so I was not listening <laughs> I mean sure I did like jump back in it was like it was not working for me <laughs> yeah um I guess do you think there was like a, a sense of with the the culture at uni was it sort of that thing of you felt like you could transition socially and physically without having to do like um, a massive thing and like there was that freedom to do that without um, I mean there's going to be judgment everywhere but sort of like without judgment like you could immediately go and use whichever bathroom you wanted to without feeling you know knowing that there was policy behind you or knowing that people would be accepting and that sort of thing um, Because I've been expressing myself the exact same way since high school and everything, um, I never really thought about a big official coming out. Um, for people who might be drastically changing now that they can leave their old environment and go into a new one, there might be some initial confusion if you're going there with people who used to know you. But for the most part, if you surround yourself with people who are generally inclusive and chill at uni, you shouldn't really come across many issues at all. And if you do come across issues with staff or anything, um, I was working with UniQ and Georgia on some safety policies for uh, students who might face discrimination at uni. And there will be literal policies put in place in education for st every staff member and everything to treat everybody with respect and... Mm respecting pronouns, safety, everything like that. With the bathroom things, there are still gender-neutral bathrooms and there are also disability bathrooms if you can't find any of the gender-neutral ones. So with regards to that, we good. Yeah. We can pee, lads. <laughs> we can pee. We peeing. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us out here peeing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, me and the whole squad peeing in, in town. Yeah, me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no UTIs for me. Oh um, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's really 
yeah, I guess it could. <coughs> I guess I feel like we've we've sort of talked about it a little bit of like that big drastic change. And I I guess it's important to like say like it's okay to change once you leave like one environment and going into another mm. of like obviously you're going to change obviously you have more independence and you can express yourself differently and that's so important to be able to do and give yourself freedom to do and like who cares what anybody else thinks do you and it's more important to be yourself than to feel like you owe something to somebody mm. else yeah. Mm. yeah there is a lot more availability to be yourself at uni because the university as a institution has a bit more freedom to enforce uh the general laws yeah. um because at, at colleges and intermediate primary schools you're always going to get um oh well kids will be kids um we can't we can't monitor everything a child says if someone at university is being blatantly homophobic or whatever to you that's going to get stamped down yeah <laughs> i knew um not going into details, uh, someone got removed uh, from their hall at university for um, sending homophobic messages, and I'm thinking that never would happen at a college. And that's yeah. a good thing. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think as well, it, it is also important to remember that, like, it's never okay for somebody to say homophobic, biphobic, transphobic stuff to you. Um, and there are people you can go to, like, you can go to... Um, Georgia, who's a rainbow inclusion advisor, you can just report them, that sort of thing. And there are actually, like, systems and venues that you can go through to make sure that you're not in a space with somebody who is being actively discriminatory and disrespectful mm. to you, which I think is really important. And I totally agree with what you're saying with, like, schools of there is that sort of thing of, like, we can't monitor everything and that, like, kids will be kids kind of thing. Um, and it... I think that is a big part of setting up a co school culture of like if there is if there isn't a zero tolerance policy mm. then kids will feel like they can say stuff and that will carry over into unis of um people feeling like they can say whatever they want when it's actively hurting people um yeah and it's important to have sort of like a zero tolerance policy for yourself as well, I yeah, guess, definitely. of like saying like, I don't deserve that sort of thing. Um, and obviously, you know, it's really tough to hear that sort of stuff. Um, but with uni, you can go into counselling. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, which is really awesome. And it's really awesome that unis now provide that sort of stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so... Uni starts back for you in, like, a week or so, eh? Um, I think on the 25th, yeah. um, or roundabouts then. Damn, that's so close, though. <laughs> um, so do you all have any sort of, like, things that you're going to, like, structures you're going to set in place for yourself or routines or things that you really want to stick by for this year, this coming year? Uh, less of a routine. I just want to be uh, more social on a daily basis. I found a lot of... Uh, a lot of last year, uh, I'd spend a day where I'd just go into a class and then I'd leave straight away and I'd like actively try not to talk to anyone on that day. And um, whilst it is good and important to have your own personal days and uh, your personal space, um, I do think that does have a detrimental uh, impact from time to time. Um, but that's a good thing about university is that there is far more people to interact with, uh, if that's your sort of thing, mm. uh, which I'm going to try doing. <laughs> mm. 
yeah, I guess that's a, a thing as well of like unis are a social space as well as um, an educational space. So it's important. I mean, it's important to different people, but like having a social life is pretty important for like your mental well-being. And as well, I think a lot of the time you can come from a place where everything's sort of homogenous and like mm-hmm. you you grew up with the same people who are all like cishet white people and then you're going somewhere Hi. where there's a <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but like suddenly you're surrounded with a lot of diversity and it's really important to engage with that because um you know diversity is important and having you know diverse people around you and listening to to them their experiences and their stories is really important yeah yeah uh there was something specific that i was gonna say and i just forgot it but that's fine <laughs> yeah um, schedules for uni. I can't tell you what that will be yet because I don't get to choose a lot of my schedule. I, I get it given to me um, with my area of design, which I won't find out until I'm literally at uni on the first day. Fair. And if there are clashes, I can try and change it. But if there aren't clashes, it's set in stone and I have to go around with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of nice to have, like, a routine set for you, even though it can be annoying. For me, it's <coughs> a bit inconvenient because I like to know ahead of time when things are set. Mm-hmm. But because I have to go in to something that's already set and figure things out, that stresses me out more than having the freedom to do what most subjects get to do, which is choose your tutorial times and groups and stuff. Mm. However, one of the good things about having it set is immediately afterwards we can do little like study or work sessions with each other. If we have questions, we can immediately get that sorted out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there are like pros and cons to everything. Eh? Yeah. Um, oh, I just had a really good question on the top of my head and I forgot it as well. <laughs> yeah. You're rubbing off on me, Shay. <laughs> 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 I'm learning it from you. Um, I guess as well with sort of like what I was saying a little bit earlier with um, surrounding yourself with diverse people and that sort of thing, is that what would would you have any tips for us for being like here's where you can go to um, make sure that we're not just hearing one perspective and that sort of thing and how do you encourage that, especially like in places like UniQ and where can you bring like a dev- like your rainbow sp- perspective into like a lecture or into what you're studying that was a big question I'm really (laughs) sorry um I'm specifically gonna speak um on the topic of culture here because at FIC there is a marae for Maori students to go to so and they've also been really supportive of my transition and my identity so if you're needing a social space to go to that is a bit different to the cis-het white area, then you are able to go to the marae or to a Pacifica area where you can just chill, eat food, and genuinely, like, sleep or, I don't know, be a cheeky idiot (laughs) with a group of people without any worries, and that is all well and good. Nobody really cares what you identify as. They just want to be without all the stress mm. yeah yeah and 
have you found that you're able to bring like your own experiences um, with your culture or with being a rainbow person into your classes or is there is there space for that especially in design um, is there space for that for you to sort of explore your identity through your degree mm. um, we have a f- we have a good few multi tutors and lecturers in our design department so because of them we have some um, indigenous focused courses which is really cool and there are lots of reflections around that but just in regular day-to-day stuff it's a lot less cultural mm. yeah um, it's interesting and I guess would would you like it if more like cultural things were brought in day-to-day and were sort of really encouraged throughout everything mm encouraged yeah that would be cool but I feel like we don't necessarily need it to be enforced so to speak Mm -hmm. encouraged is enough because everybody at Tiaro tends to respect the idea of an indigenous process through things it's really cool I think yeah on that point of uh it not being enforced but instead encouraged um I think that is also really relevant just depending on the type of degree um for slightly more artistic, uh, expressive uh, degrees, then definitely um, there's a greater place for bringing in your individual unique culture in, um, whereas maybe for some other degrees uh, it wouldn't be quite as uh, poignant to what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I think... Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Have you found that with your degree of, like, it's more of like you're going in there to study and it's less about bringing your own personal perspective, do you think? Um, for law, yes, because a lot of uh, the first year stuff is just reading and repeating. Mm. Um, but for international relations, which is a bit more of a ideological uh, subject, uh, you can bring in different philosophic cultural perspectives in. Um, yeah. Oh, awesome. That's really cool. And do you... For you personally, do you prefer bringing, like, um, having a more personal approach or do you think being by the books is, like, your vibe? I do prefer bringing in the personal approach because um, at university you are getting knowledge put into you, but you're also part of being there is that you can put new knowledge out there to the world Mm. uh, and you can't bring in new knowledge if you're not willing to bring yourself. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. That's a good point, actually, of, like, everything you you learn, but you also give back and you put more things into the world as well, mm. which is a really cool way. Yeah. I did a polls uh, essay, and it was basically um, going through different conservative ideologies um, varying in their extremity, uh, and it was an argument from each of those um, for uh, legalising gay marriage. Mm. And I think that that's probably not a very... <laughs> Uh, frequent perspective that's ever been brought up yeah. in a polls class, especially in Victoria. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, interesting. And I guess it's always good to, like, you know, try new things, you know? Yeah. Even it does mean that you have to... You have to, to conservatives. <laughs> you have yeah. to shill for the conservatives. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I guess <coughs> as well, like, uni is a really great space to especially when once you get further on to start specialising in things of um, 
and especially going into like PhDs and stuff of we need more diverse people going into that sort of thing because that's where we get the more diverse we get more research we get more stories out mm. there especially in things like statistics and um in history and yeah. all that sort of thing of like having a big boom in rainbow perspectives and other like cultural perspectives as well that's really important at Will Hansen shout out to you you're doing good dude <laughs> we love you Will Hansen yeah um yeah do any of you have any like final closing thoughts remarks and um but the lovely Brit who has been um, here for a lot of the Takatapui episodes as well has sent in a lovely long list of um, like t- top tips for, for people starting uni. So I figured I'd throw it over to you to like get your closing thoughts and then we'd finish off with Brit because Brit, is, Brit is lovely and I love them so much. So good. Yeah. Um, if you feel like you're not ready for this, Trust me, even adults in their 40s aren't ready for it. You'll do fine. Yeah. Um, just be yourself, live yourself, um, no matter who that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I guess it's always good to know that you have support um, and you can go... Uh, there are so many people you can go to. There's, there's UniQ, there's Rainbow Inclusion Advisor. You can just, like... I don't know, you can probably just email the office and they'll get something done. Mm. But, yeah. Also, if you're in a hall or staying in a hall or residence, they also have, gosh, I can't remember. RAs. They also have RAs, which are always there. Um, They're people who can look after you, guide you, listen to any problems you have. And if it's something serious or it threatens your safety, um, they have a whole process that goes to making sure that you're in the safest possible scenario. Yeah. And just... Know your rights. Know your rights. Yeah. Uh, you do not deserve to get discriminated against, especially not in a place that you live. Yeah. That you're um, paying for. Yeah, and you're paying <laughs> for. Yeah, so um, so I'm going to read out that Britt was so lovely and sent this lovely long – there's a really long list. Um, but Britt um, – the, the, I'm sorry, I just hit the keyboard. Um, <laughs> um, sent a lovely – they are – uh, used to be a tutor and went to a polytech. So they're bringing in this sort of polytech perspective, which I'm very grateful for because <laughs> I'm starting at a polytech soon. Um, so number one, figure out where you need to be and how you're going to get there before you need to be there. So buses, trains. Buses, trains, ah. all that sort of thing. Yeah. You need to know because otherwise you're going to be late on your first day and that's not a good look. Also, it's stressful. So good one. Um Number two, create a system and routine that works for you, whether that's making a pretty wall planner with all your deadlines and commitments or phone reminders a week before deadlines are due. Um, Find out what works right for you. So I I already use Google calendars for everything because thank you, Google. Um, But everybody has a different way of remembering things and has a different way of studying and all that. Yeah. Um, Number three... Um, start right from day one with smart filing, perhaps a different folder for each class or a snazzy secondhand filing cabinet, that sort of thing. Because I'll, I, especially I found at school, they give you so much paper. I'm sure at some, um, some courses, some units will be more like digital, um, and they use less paper, but also if they do give you paper, like file that bad boy, because you're going to lose that. (laughs) You're going to lose that real quick. Um, okay, number four, 
Make and always stick to a study plan. It doesn't have to be daily, but at least twice a week per subject. Um, but the second you break it, it's so hard to get it back. So we're very habitual and <laughs> we love routines. Um, I guess it's, it's you have to be kind to yourself. Like if you break something, it might be hard to get back, but it's also okay to, if you're having a bad mental health week or a bad health week in general or just a bad week, um, it's okay to let some things slide because that's how life be sometimes. Yeah. Extension, well, English, extensions exist for a reason. Mental health is a perfectly valid reason. Get an extension. Yeah. Yeah, at college, um, the, your teachers, they're always going, you know, you're never going to be able to miss a deadline at university. I miss just about every deadline at university, and you shouldn't try and do that. Yeah. But I'm just saying that um, it's a less stressful experience than you're maybe led to believe. Yeah. Um, number five, the later you leave creating routines and organising stuff, the harder it is to actually make them. So, like, if you have a whole bunch of paper and you didn't file it right away, it's going to be so much harder to do that. Um, as well as creating routines, like, halfway through the year, it's going to be so much harder when you're in the thick of things as well. Um, but also it can be really hard for, to have, like, foresight to that. But that's why you're listening to this, because we're all geniuses and we know better than you. Hope you've been okay. taking notes. Yeah, hope well. you've been taking notes. Um, we need you to send in an essay to us by midnight tonight. <laughs> 2,000 um, words. Yeah, 2,000 words. Um, okay, number six, and this is in all caps, make friends with the librarians and student support staff. In all caps. Just make um, friends in general. Just make friends, yeah. Uh, they're the ones that will help you in your moments of utter stress or deadline, you know, when you're getting close to deadlines. Also, it's just nice to be nice to people. <coughs> yeah. Um, number seven, think about starting study, um, study groups, finding peers that you vibe well with and that can support you and you can support them. Um, Morally and literally. Um, but not all study groups work well, so don't be afraid to tap out if a group isn't right for you. Um, yes, even if you created it. Yeah. And you can have different uh, groups of friends that you keep together for different purposes. You can have, like, your social group, your study group. Like, maybe you don't want to be friends with your study group. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's chill. They can be your academic True. folks. And as well, I think it's important to stay on top of, like, with this friend, I can study. With this friend, we're just going to goof off the mm. entire time and staying on top of that and making sure that you, you know, get the most out of your interactions that you can. Is it number eight or is it num? It's number eight, isn't it? <laughs> the the list itself isn't numbered, so <laughs> I, I'm just making up these numbers as we go. Number thirteen. Um, <laughs> um, when it comes to getting results back, don't feel the need to share your marks with others if you don't want to. Instead, suggest sharing your feedback and areas of improvement. Then you can all learn from lots of different feedback, which I think is really lovely. I think it's that sort of thing of we get really caught up in grades and being like, oh, you got this grade, therefore you did better or something like this. It might be like you didn't have enough time, you didn't have enough, you know, there can be an entire array of factors that go into something. Um, and it's important to not, if you know that sharing your test results is going to be like hard for you or you might, you know, whatever, you don't have to share them. Like people aren't entitled to knowing your test results. Um and I totally agree with what Britt says about, like, giving feedback. It is a, it's so much better to learn from feedback rather than to learn from grades 
because when you just look at a grade, it doesn't tell you anything about what you needed to improve or what wasn't, you know, what you could, should have changed, but feedback actually does. Yeah. Number 37. Um, uh, never, ever be afraid to ask for help. There are so many people willing to help academically, but also physically, uh, like with your physical help and with your mental wellness. Um, but also if you're confused, others will be too. So, like, if you're confused about something, just ask for clarification and probably everybody in your class will thank you. Um, also, There's something like, nice about other people being confused as well. Yeah. At the same time that you are. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you're confused by yourself, that's also fine. Of, like, you know, to you, boo. Um, number 93. <laughs> if you're hitchhiking into O-Week celebrations, remember this is a prime time for you to get to where you know around uh, your way around a campus. Meet your tutors, figure out how the heck to use the computer systems and all sorts, not just making friends and getting smashed. <laughs> um, but also it's important. Um, don't get too busy stressing that you don't stressing that you don't have fun it all needs balance and this is the prime time for you to get to know yourself and figure out who you want to be yeah um and number one day one tip everyone is scared as shit um nervous and a touch excited but excessively stressed and super overwhelmed um so just be nice to everyone and know that you're not by yourself so thank you very much, Brett, for, for sending me that. Sadly, they couldn't be here, but um, thank you so much for sending that in. And we really value your insight, so thank you very much. Uh, yeah. And Joel, have anything to add to that list? The first day will be overwhelming as you learn the layout of the entire school or, I don't know, institution. Just know that everybody's getting lost as well. You don't have to remember everything. It's okay to be late on your first day. Yeah, and also you can ask for directions. Mm. That's fine. Yeah. I have a friend that you hang around with for maybe uh, the first week or so, um, just so that you can learn together as a group. Yeah. Yeah. Good points. Any other final closing thoughts? Man, I hope there's at least three minutes worth of final closing thoughts because we're going to be quite annoyed if we have 59 minutes. No. Uh. <laughs> no, no. And so it's like we, we finish like one second before an hour. No, I I think that's... It's good, and I think going to uni is... I think it's going to be a really big learning curve for me, starting at a, a polytech and only really having the school set of going to school. I think I'm going to be learning a whole bunch of new things. And going into uni as, and any other polytech, it's going to be, like, a learning curve. And just be kind to yourself and um, go there to learn and enjoy yourself and be yourself. Yeah. Sweet. Mm. Keats. <laughs> <laughs>